0: It's Wednesday of Passion Tide in the fifth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today we continue our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman Station Churches, first by gathering at the Collect Church, which is San Marco. And then, after a short walk, we go over to the Via del Corso, roughly where the ancient Wide Road, or Via Lata, ran and as you walk along the Via del Corso amidst all the noise and buses and so forth, stop and admire the 17th century façade of San Marcello, designed by Carlo Fontana. St. Marcellus I was pope at a time of real upheaval. In 303, the emperor Diocletian had instituted persecutions. Donatists tore the church apart in North Africa and beyond, Mark Celis was elected into this chaos and caused more conflict because he allowed the lapsed, or the lopsy, who had caved into the state to be reconciled and received the sacraments. It is probably he who divided the city into various districts, too, or titoli, the forerunners of the Roman parishes and stations. Pope Damasus recounts that the lapsed hated him because of the penances that were imposed, whereas the rest of the people resented him because he let them return to the sacraments in the first place. The emperor who succeeded Diocletian, Maxentius, arrested Marcellus and sent him to exile where he died in 309, although another account says that he was worked to death at a public stable after he consecrated a place of worship. So it seems that Marcellus, even though under the eyes of the state, did not stop being the high priest for his people in Rome. Let me repeat that. Even under pressure of the state, Marcellus kept working. In the early 20th century, a baptismal font was discovered here, which is very interesting because the Lateran was the place for baptisms at that time. However, this church was also the seat of an antipope, Boniface, in 418. So maybe that explains the presence of the baptismal font. And there's also a famous miraculous crucifix here that had survived a fire unscathed in 1519. And in 1522... It was carried in a 16-day procession against the plague through the whole city. More recently, during COVID theater, someone thought it would be a great idea to take it out of the church and bring it over to St. Peter's Square and let it stand in the rain for a while. Apparently it wasn't severely damaged. From The Church's Year of Grace by Pius Parsh. The Church places before us the figure of the Good Shepherd, so common in ancient liturgy, and stresses three aspects of his work My sheep hear my voice, I give them eternal life, no man can snatch them out of my hand. This constitutes the burden of today's Holy Mass. The sheep, the catechumens, received God's commandments two weeks ago. Since then, they have been following the Good Shepherd, and today they must pass a test. The main question will be, will they always remain docile members of Christ's flock, listening obediently to His voice? This question holds for us, too, the faithful. We know that God's law, Christ's voice calling, is not the heavy yoke for us Christians. By it, our Shepherd is guiding us away from wrong paths. Our following is made easier by the fact that the Good Shepherd trod all the hard and steep roads before us. We need only to follow in His footsteps. He Himself always fulfilled the will of His Father who sent Him. Following Him should, therefore, come easy to us. And what is the principal content of His commandments? Love toward God and neighbor. I love you, O Lord, my strength. Follow the lead of today's liturgy, and examine your conscience on His commandment.